0: Talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back once again to the podcast Messy Christianity. Brent and Kevin are with me here in these nice cushiony comfortable chairs in our podcast studio. Welcome back, boys. Hello. Men. Hey, let's talk about something that all three of us are rather familiar with. Throughout our ministry and if uh, the listeners are in ministry they are certainly no stranger to this and in fact if the You're... listener is a human yes who does anything whatsoever with their life they are no stranger to this and that is what do we do with critics from the cheap seats <laughs> um, I want to start if I can by reading a quote from Teddy Roosevelt he uh, actually gave a speech on a on the strenuous life uh, in Chicago in 1899, April 10th, 1899 hmm. and here here was kind of here was the the part of his speech that stuck out uh, for the listener. <clears throat> he said, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done better. No, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, who does actually try to do the deed, who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotion, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who, at the worst, if he fails at least fails while daring greatly. Far better is it to dare mighty things to win glorious triumphs, even though checked by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat." And I can imagine this man just pounding on the pulpit mm-hmm. while he's saying that. And, you know, listening to Teddy Roosevelt say it in his voice would probably have put chills over your over your entire body. Because he's right. Critics from the cheap seats, do they really matter? Is it really? What should we do with their voice?
1: Well, when you said critics from the cheap seats the first thing popped in my mind were the two old guys who were sitting in the cheap seats in the muppets making (laughs) fun of of everybody and their performances and heckling and just giving a hard time and we sit back and and laugh at those guys but that that really is the essence of of the hecklers in the cheap seats the critics that uh you know they they do influence us there's no doubt about that it you, you see that in comedies but we see that in real life that is a huge influence in the way that uh, a lot of people live their lives. I would say, and this is just from the gut, so I have no research to back this up. I would say that more people lean to be the the Kermits and the Miss Piggies who are affected by the cheap seat critics than the ones who are the Teddy Roosevelts that say, you know, I've tried and failed, get over it. This is who I am, and I'm going to persevere. Uh, I, th- I think life is so hard that we tend to, most of us, I think, tend to listen to the critics more often than we should.
0: Yeah, and give give them more weight even while listening, because we can hear 10 people say, you know what, that was really a valiant effort, mm-hmm. and one person says, man, you shouldn't have done it this way or that way, and the only thing that we tend to, to hear are uh, is the one person over the 10. Yeah. It's like a 10 to 1 ratio. What why is that? Why are we wired to dwell I, on the negative?
2: The worst critic we have isn't the person in cheap seats. It's the person that's between my two ears. I mean, we are that true. That is a true statement. You know, they we make are, medicine We for are. That. Yeah. But it's true. We are our own worst critic. I mean, you know, it, it, it's that that's a lifelong pursuit, I think for a lot of especially people in leadership. is just getting um Getting beyond yourself, you know. Yeah. Um it, it, but the good news in this, if somebody's being critical, um, means you're doing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it may be wrong, it may be right, but at least you're doing something.
1: And we're not talking about something that's solely um that it's this wired just in the church world. This no, is oh in, this yeah. is in all aspects of yeah. life, in the family life, yeah, work life, school life, you name it. This this affects people on all levels. Of, of government down to uh, you know all occupations
2: I think it is important I mean just to just say this because th- this topic we're talking about the, the one from the cheap seats so we're we're considering the source to be wrong to some extent but I think it's important like with any critical um, sometimes there is constructive criticism and yeah. sometimes it does come from the cheap seats so any criticism I think we should and this is not easy it's not fun it's <clears throat> It's it's hard, but I think we should take everything, um, not with a grain of salt, but we should objectify and really process. Um, and, and that's not always easy. And even we can't control the way that something is delivered. So somebody may have a, a right message, but done with a completely wrong attitude and voice. But now it's up to us to kind of take that, um, and, and, and see if it's true or not true, um. But I just want to throw that out there. If for this purpose, I sound like we're talking about. It truly is a out of left field critical person. That's that's not right necessarily, and which it could be. But yeah. but you're right. Just because they're in the cheap seats doesn't
0: mean that they don't see something yeah. that we're too close to see. Right. So you know the way I think. I, I like to. I love to talk theoretically, and I love to talk uh, outside of the boundaries of uh, pretty much everything. But I also like to get down to, okay, let's simplify this and say, if this is the case, then one, two, three is what you can do. Mm. So with that in mind, I think the first thing I I try to do is recognize that I'm not perfect. And, and, you know, so you said it, I think, don't take yourself too seriously. I think one of y'all said that. Mm. Um, uh, That's true. And I, I find myself laughing at stuff that, Maybe maybe I should be not laughing at, but the laughter is a way that I remind myself that, hey, it's just a car. It's just uh you know, the of, of course I made a mistake. I mean, how could mm-hmm. I not make a mistake? I mean, I've been perfect all my life, it's about time <laughs> to make one mistake, right? And and but when you come at it with that attitude, then the criticism I don't think hurts as bad. Because you you're right, you, you're like, Well, I was expecting this. Because I knew that I have, I don't know what I don't know.
2: Well, if you if you are saying that, like, okay, I, I am wrong in a certain situation, you have definitely diffused the situation. If you if you then go, yeah, you know what, I was wrong. If, once you say that, like, if the critical person is correct, even if their approach is harsh or whatever, at that point, there's nothing left. If you say, you know what, you're right, I need to do better. Yeah, It's over. I mean, no, they may be still mad, and they may be still coming at you, but it, it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, But that's that's if, if you are wrong, and they're coming to you from that.
0: Or at least a portion wrong, because it doesn't have to be 100 or zero. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be an 80-20. Sure. There could be a 40-60. Okay.
2: Probably a lot of times there is.
0: I, I think a lot of times. Yeah. And, and maybe that criticism from the cheap seats is actually just revealing something that We've been intentionally ignoring or we've been blind
2: to. And it could be, a lot of could be's here, a lot of hypotheticals, but all of us speak out of our own insecurities and our own experiences, our own past. So their criticism may, it's probably, it could be coming from their own insecurities and stuff that's happened in their past. So they're being critical of, of you, of us. um, Not that what they're saying they're critical of is not necessarily what they're actually critical of. However, it is something for us to hear because if they're hearing something a certain way even if that's not even what we're saying or meaning there're likely maybe somebody else who's hearing or th- the same thing it's it's all perception at this point and that gets into the <laughs> the weeds and I know yeah. it but um you know y'all y'all we are being like, awfully nice to the critic from the
0: cheap seats though well no cuz okay you're because right because the reality go, go is... go to the next step if you're not if you're not in the fight you really don't get it. I mean, if if you've never been in a leadership position that demands that you make a decision, that either decision, no matter how you make that decision, somebody's gonna be offended, somebody's gonna be hurt, right. somebody's gonna be left out, it's almost never, almost never in a true, meaningful leadership position that you can make a benign decision mm-hmm. where everybody's happy and everybody's okay. Yeah. Easy example: the border wall, right? I mean that that that's not just a political issue. We're talking about human beings. No matter what you do in that, somebody's going to be hurt. Hmm. It's either going to be somebody running for ref uh, ref because they're being abused. I heard a story just this past week of uh, a girl, a young girl who was sent by her mother. I believe it was from Guatemala or Honduras through Mexico um, all on her own. The girl was like 12 or 13. The mother sent this kid because the mother knew that she was at the age where she was going to be picked up as a child sex slave. Mm-hmm. And the mother said, if you stay here, you are guaranteed to be sold into mm-hmm. slavery. Or I can take a chance and send you across the border. And if you make it across the border, there's a good chance that you will not be. Yeah. I mean... So so that that's the backdrop between as as a president or as, you know, mm-hmm. people making decisions, what do we do about this immigration status? I know I just got real deep real fast, but the yes, idea sir. is, you know, I I can sit from my comfortable recliner and I can say, let's shut it down. Let's let nobody come across. Let's do this. Let's do that. But it's really not that easy because when you have somebody caught in the middle, now what do you do? <clears throat> You have you have to feed them. Well, we shouldn't be feeding them. Okay, so you're going to let a 13 year old kid starve? You're going to put them back on the other side and just let them do, let them fend for themselves? I mean, it's a. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to say, and I don't want people to misunderstand my point because this is not really about immigration because that was just one issue that a that a, a our, our president has to make, our government has to make, and and it's like, well, if I do a, it's going to hurt these people. If I do B, it's going to hurt these people. If I do C, so which do I do? Well, you do the best you can with the information you have. A lot have. of times people do nothing, and that's or, the yeah. absolute
2: wrong decision
1: to do.
0: Or yeah. you do nothing and just let the, the thing compound. Let the chips fall, yeah. Um, as a pastor, we make decisions about programming. Or as pastors, we make decisions about what, you know, remember when we, we went to Storypoint and we had to decide so what do we do with Bible study? How do we overlap? How do we do nursery? And no matter what we did, somebody was going to get, somebody wasn't going to fit well. And you're like, well, but we can't do nothing um, with your family. Where do we go on vacation? Where do we go to dinner? Where do we, uh, what kind of vehicle do we buy? I mean, it's just not easy.
1: Well, anybody in leadership position of any nature, whether it's working in a grocery store or a fast food restaurant whether it's working as a blue-collar worker, white-collar worker, you know, ministry outside the ministry, whatever it is, leadership requires the person in charge to make decisions that affect many, many people. And I, I know... From a ministry perspective, the way that I live my life and the way that I do the, you know, I lead the areas that I'm responsible for, I do my absolute best to think of what's best for the kingdom of God through that. But I'm always, always, always feel like I'm letting somebody down. Somebody's not, somebody's getting the shaft. They're not getting the attention that they need. I saw a great movie a few months ago. Um, Tom Hanks' newest one called Greyhound, mm-hmm. where he's on a huh. uh, a destroyer crossing the Atlantic uh, during in the midst of U-boats trying to sink the convoy. Absolutely incredible. This one man was in charge of the safety of thousands and thousands of people, hundreds, I think hundreds, many, many, many ships. And whether or not to help a ship that's sinking or go try to stop a U-boat from shooting, uh, you know, torpedoing another ship were decisions that he had to make and nothing was right. Everything. And there was instances where he he was just blown away with the responsibility, doing the absolute best that he could. And he still fell short. And I think that's kind of what, what you were reiterating at the very beginning or, or trying to comment on, you know, if you're in leadership Then your responsibility, whether no matter what leadership it is, whether it's in the ministry or not in the ministry, because it's everything is ministry. Everything is ministry. Um, I I was talking with uh, one of my youth interns who works at Chick-fil-A and helping him understand that Chick-fil-A is a ministry. Okay, if you work at Walmart, if you work. The Postal Service, whatever you're doing, it is a ministry. And your calling by God is scripturally everything you do, you do to the glory of God. Everything you do, you do very best that you can so that God receives the praise and the glory and honor through your work, through your work ethic. That's the core of it. But understanding, as Teddy Roosevelt quoted, you're going to err. Yeah. So own where you err and try not to err there again, but... You know, like for me, it's not the erring. Uh, erring mean making mistakes. It's not the making of the mistakes that's hard. It's listening to the harsh words. Yeah, about the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like like you said earlier, Jeff. You, you know, you have an accident, you own it. Hey, yeah, I, I made a I made Over. a mistake. But it's the it's the outside voices that are harping on it that's rubbing it in that's trying to you know dig in a little deeper. Those are the ones that carry um, the most pain.
2: Well, I think that brings up a good point too because the the critical voice from the cheap seats, it's one thing if they are being critical of us and you know you'd like to think over the years we've gotten better at kind of handling this stuff. but if they are a critical voice, they're most likely a critical voice to lots of people. Yeah, yeah. And so that that brings up another whole you know ball game because if it's hurting us, you know, it, it that's a person that needs to be dealt with. I mean, so you know, your thing earlier we're being too easy on a person in the cheap seats. Sometimes that does happen. We should listen. We should objectify. We should take it in. But at <laughs> some point, if it's just this is a really critical person, they're hurt and they're hurting people. They need to be dealt with. Yeah, and and they're criticizing.
0: Usually, they're criticizing you to other people. Right. So it's now not it's like yeah. because they don't actually have the courage to come straight to the person right. they're criticizing. Right. Because they, they it's easier just to, to right. talk about somebody to yeah. everybody else. Um, but you know, I think it's uh, I, I think there's a maturity that has to happen in every human's life where they realize that I am going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes for the rest of my life, and mm-hmm. I'm to the best of my ability. I'm going to own those mistakes and I'm going to try to learn from them. Right. You know, I mean, my goodness. Uh, I mentioned, I guess, several months ago or a couple weeks ago that um, some of the best uh, business leaders that exist or have existed were great failures
2: many, many, time. many times yeah. in their career before Absolutely. they got it right.
0: Yep. You know, I think the second thing is learn to take it with the grain of salt. You recognize mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes, but, but learn to laugh about it, yeah. you know? Because um, you can't you can't fix what you've already done. You, you can can't fix it. yesterday, but you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And you can at least enjoy the, the humorous parts of it, to a degree, anyways. And then the third, uh, uh, another thing, I think, is to um, learn to temper the voices of the people who don't, who aren't in the fight. Listen, maybe cautiously, <laughs> but... If they're not, it's like taking advice on how to raise a kid by somebody who doesn't have a kid. I remember, I was the worst, or it's it's like taking advice of how to lead a church from somebody who's not leading a church. Yeah. Or a business or whatever, you know. Financial advice from somebody who's broke, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to listen to somebody who's broke to tell me how to invest my money. Uh, no thank you.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Show me, show me that you can actually. (laughs) We had a class in seminary. I gotta go here we oh. had a class in, in seminary one of the throwaway classes to be honest sorry any seminary who's listening to this <laughs> one, it's called fitness and ministry like there was a there was an attempt yeah. by the seminary to like say it's important to be I in health f- which I agree with planning on fitness, whole pizza in my our mouth our professor was I promise you he was 300 <laughs> plus pounds
0: oh my goodness anyway I, please continue on that we want well to I,
2: I guess I'm being critical of the seminary and the professor at this point but you know God bless him he he is who he is, and I'm not, but <laughs> we're gonna get so many. Couldn't you have done better than that? I, no, I, I, like if you're gonna That's talk terrible. a topic, you got to be
1: at least qualified. So, so uh, to, to the, to the seminaries out there, we are actually encouraging you to hire The Rock to yeah. do your fitness and ministry. Well, I mean, I think class. Mr. T would be better. Mr. T,
2: hey, you fool, we take health advice from people who are unhealthy we take financial advice from people who are broke why in the world do we think that we can take leading a church advice from somebody who never let, never led a church you know never I mean? let a cub scout group but, but that now we're getting to the bones of this thing uh. but we are in a profession that tends to lend itself towards that more than any other aren't we i mean like everybody's an expert we we actually really are. I mean, how often would you go into the hospital and say, "Let me, you know, I need to set up a meeting with the doctors and tell them how to do their job"? That's crazy talk. We right? do that every time, though, don't we? Well, but maybe, but I, I don't. I don't know what they're talking about. I <laughs> lean on what their their knowledge. So, anyway, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. will I promise you. I don't remember his name, so oh, I, I wouldn't mention if I did, but. It, that's a true story, though. Absolutely. So
0: I, I assume y'all had conversations about. Oh, of
2: course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seminary guys, were all godly and everything, and making fun of him, but behind his back, yeah, it was wrong, completely wrong. I don't deny it, but I do deny. I think it was wrong for them to put him up there, though. Oh my goodness. I got. I got to honestly think that some. <laughs> Please continue. Some higher <laughs> ups a in the seminary to shovel dig it more. No, no, no. I I got to think that I, we weren't the only ones doing it. I got to think that those. Other professors knew exactly what was going on too, and going, can you believe we did this? I mean, seriously. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, Brent, I don't know where to go from here. Well, the, the, okay, here's where you go. The underlying point is people don't need hey, to have worked, an expert though. opinion on. It worked.
1: Look at the number of pastors in skinny jeans. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Some of them don't need to either. All right.
0: Yeah. Anyway. No, but in in all in all <laughs> truthfulness though, there has to be a recognition that. If you're not in the fight, or if you haven't been in the fight, yeah, s- s- not everybody's opinion matters. Listen to the people who have the credibility, mm-hmm. and 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 it's not necessarily credibility by success. It could even be credibility yeah. by failure. They get experience. Yeah, I I, mean. I hear uh, I've heard before somebody talking about um, a, a guy who was doing a marriage retreat, and they're like, "Why well, am I going to listen to him? He's been divorced." I'm going, well, maybe he knows some things yes. not to do. Yeah. You know, may, just because you had a... Just because it didn't work out for you doesn't mean you don't know anything. Okay, so maybe my professor...
2: <laughs> it was good, then. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right. Oh, Point man. taken. Yeah. No, I wasn't talking no, about no, that. No, I know, I I'm, know, I'm, but I'm, I'm, saying... I'm listening to it, though. I'm, I'm listening. Did he teach with a WAP? <laughs> I don't remember, but... Oh, wow. <sighs> yeah.
0: but, but... it. Bottom line, criticism is everywhere. Absolutely. Criticism is everywhere. And I think it's even worse today than perhaps it has been because anybody can comment on anybody. Right. If you do anything digitally, oh my goodness. You're going to get criticism. And people jump on bandwagons. It is insane how ignorant
2: people actually are or actually appear to be. I saw a, a tweet today from J.D. Greer. Um, he's, he's, he's Shout still, out J.D. He's still the president. Yeah, right? I, think the, I think so. So, and the tweet got like slammed left and right, but he made a, I think, a pretty solid point. He was talking about the whole cancel culture thing we're living in now, but he said a lot of those people complaining about cancel culture, about things being canceled left and right, left and right, have also decided to cancel their own church membership over the last year or two. And I thought, man, dude, that is that's yeah. coming in hot and strong, but it's, but it's right. Yeah, We, we do live in a cancel culture but we also have people who have been canceling for a long time yeah um, it's only makes us mad when we're canceling the things that we think are stupid you know
1: so i think i think it all boils down to all of the teachings in the scriptures dealing with love yeah. because if if criticism is given in love that's the heartbeat R- regardless of how it's presented, if the heartbeat of it is love, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of what both of you just mentioned is passive-aggressive. Yeah. And the passive-aggressive criticism is truly geared to hurt right? and not to help, not right. to edify, not to encourage, not to equip, not to empower, not to help rectify situations. And I think about uh, Jeff, you mentioned earlier about people criticizing or telling people how to raise their children who have never raised children. As a father of four, it's it is important to educate and train and equip my children and to correct them. You know, criticism truly is corrective if it's done in love. And so I criticize in love. I correct in love, mm-hmm. but I have to guard my own heart because sometimes, gummin, I'm frustrated. I've yeah. told you this a dozen times. And yeah. and then it comes across as this passive, aggressive, um, verbal, abusive, mm-hmm. uh, just this negativity which beats people down. And so the approach is... All of this, because I think we, we we've been talking this entire time about receiving criticism from the cheap sheets, from the cheap seats. How often are we the ones, as well, who are giving criticism from the cheap? seats yeah, yeah. and not doing that in love. It, it's a it's a give and take. It's a both end. We have to guard ourselves. Yeah. As we don't like it, we also have to put on the front and say, we're not going to live this way. We're going to set a godly example. Right. And something else you mentioned a minute ago, Jeff, about the, the approach, the biblical mandate. You know, I'm going to go talk to Kevin over here because I think it's, you know, I need to figure this out. I need to talk to him about my feelings about this other person. Yeah. Okay, well, there is some legitimacy. I can't even talk today. Legitimacy to that, but you know, if it goes beyond one conversation, if it becomes habitual, week after week, month after month, year after year, we've done gotten to where it's just gossip at that point. You know, you make an excellent point.
0: Um, I just can't remember what I was going to say. Children? (laughs) No, it was actually uh, something else. Darn! hey, when that happens. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. You're absolutely right. You uh, know. Oh yeah, I remember. Okay. I think if we have the abil- had the ability, not if we have the had the ability, but if we can learn to do what Jesus had to do, love your neighbor, love God, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. If we could see people as individuals, rather than a as groupings, or as classes, or mm-hmm. as See uh, as a human being that's yes, right in front of me. a human being. Right. Because, you know, I, I was in an online conversation here, actually this morning, with somebody who was asked, the, the, the guy asked, hey, I want to find a roofing company to put a roof on my house that doesn't employ illegals like the three houses on my block are. Mm. And so I asked the question, how do you know they're illegal? Right. Because they're Hispanic? Yeah. Or because they're doing roofing. You know what his answer was? Because I went over and none of them spoke English. Oh man. And so his automatic assumption was they must be illegal because they didn't speak English to me. Oh, yeah, that's and I thought to myself, wow. well, I can't explain, I can't tell you what yeah, I thought I mean, to that's, myself. That's just, it's, it's insane to think that. Yeah. And so rather than seeing people as groups of people, you know i need to see you as you yeah i need to and i and i think galatians actually talks about that maybe galatians 6 that we're supposed to 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 bear one another's burdens we're supposed to yeah. basically walk in their shoes and see it from their perspective because that's where compassion and empathy
2: come yeah. from well and those and those come from <clears throat> christ indwelling us the yeah. holy spirit i mean the the fruit of the spirit is a very real thing and um, as we're having this whole conversation, dealing with somebody that's critical, even deal. So, in that situation, I think that is completely absurd what that guy said. But but now, dealing with him, how do I, as a Christ follower, deal with him? That's good point. That, so, I've got good to point. now exhibit self control. I surely don't want to. I mean, I, it's something like that. You just want to blast them, you yeah. know, everything in me. Love, joy, peace, patience, patience, you know. <laughs> um, but. That said, I think sometimes we take that message and go that we're just going to be this, this uh, pacifist. and But sometimes we do have to, like, deal with somebody like that and go, dude, you are off base. <laughs> you know, you're wrong. But handle it in in that love and that, So I, you know. You know what? That is a great point because it is
0: easy for us to take license in destroying a person mm-hmm. because of something that they're doing that's wrong. Obviously wrong. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. There's no excuse for what they're thinking or saying or doing, but somehow we as people think, you know what? Because they're wrong, I'm going to diminish their humanity. I'm going to blast them. I'm going to make them feel stupid. And welcome to our world today. And we just we just sinned like they have. Right. So we're now guilty of the very thing we think we're defending. Right. And Jesus talked about it. He said, "Hey, be careful how you judge." Because yeah. the measure you use to judge is the measure that
2: will be used to judge And honestly, you. I mean, Satan's oldest trick: divide and conquer. Yep. I mean, that is what is happening everywhere, even in the church today. <clears throat> it. it, it, it hmm. That's good.
1: That's so good.
2: yeah, that in, in criticism has to be handled. But man, uh, I think we've kind of just flipped the script here on this whole yeah, conversation. But it's. <clears throat> um, so if you're
0: dealing with criticism from the cheap seats recognize that you're going to be criticized no yeah. matter what you do who you are how much leadership you do or don't have you will be criticized it will be from people sometimes who have no idea what they're talking about so recognize you'll you'll make mistakes learn to laugh about it don't don't uh, diminish it and don't don't laugh in a way that causes you to
2: seem insensitive or, or insincere but if that person needs to be dealt with deal with them in love and patience and kindness and self control um especially if they're hurting other people if they're not hurting other people and you've done what you can do blow it off (laughs) shake it off shake it off yeah um carry on
0: carry on good well hey good conversation thank you it's been Mm -hmm. fun it's been real We will see you on the flip side. If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind doing us a huge, solid favor and uh, sharing it? So you can press the share button. You can subscribe, which would actually be very, very helpful to us. Um, You can also tell your friends and family, hey, there's three cleric crazy guys who talk once a week on things that matter, things that are life, faith, and everything in between. We will see you later. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com